Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the February 2023 edition of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matoro. Let's go, birds. Yeah, baby. Let's go, birds. Indeed, we had... But you know what? It's only been... I think we last recorded January 23rd. I think it was the last time we got together, Sam. So... Not too long ago. However, however, tons of stuff over the past couple weeks that we decided, you know what, let's bang out February's early. We always like to do like bonus episodes for Sony State of Play or Nintendo Direct, stuff like that. And we thought, you know, let's do a bonus. But then all this stuff happened and we were like, let's just do a full one because our fans deserve it. Um, so welcome back, everybody. It hasn't been too, too long. Sam, how you feeling, brother? I ain't going to lie. I'm, I'm a little tired. It, it's I, It's been a long week. I'm, I'm not yeah. even going to lie. Yeah, I feel you, too. I was falling asleep before we started recording. Um, so I'm very excited to not only record. Don't get me wrong. We had a direct an hour and a half ago. Uh, don't get me wrong, but I'm pretty tired. So I'm excited to get this edited and up for you all. It is February 8th, as we record it, probably February 9th or after, as you hear it, it will be available pretty late on the 8th. So if you're a night owl, welcome to being one of the first to hear this month's episode. Um, but we got a doozy of a twosy for you tonight. We got our normal what you've been up to segment. It might be a little shorter than normal. Not for me. I've actually had a pretty productive few weeks here, um, but we'll talk about what we've been up to for playing and listening and things like that. Uh, we are not doing trivia anymore. That is over. It's done forever. I never have to think of a question ever again. Muscle memory. I almost did. Like I started to, and then I was like, oh wait. And then I kind of started to miss it. Cause I was like, oh, this was fun. And then I was like, but I'm good. <laughs> I think it, I'll live. It, it had its time in the sun. Yeah. I think I'll live. Um, again, we don't do like top threes anymore. Stuff like that. I don't even think you brought like a spotlight anymore. Right? Nope. Yeah, so we just got a good old-fashioned podcast for you, but we're but not doing... Ne- next month, I may have a little spotlight just because it's so unique. Ooh, that's a little teasy. I love, I love that. that. Love that. Uh, so, yeah, we have... Um, our instead, We're not doing like the complete normal uh, uh, cadence tonight, if you will. We are doing two big stories to start out the show. And this will probably be the bulk of the episode talking about the Nintendo direct that just happened. We like to record these things hot off the presses. So you all get instant, you know, reactions and analysis and things of that nature. Uh, we know, you know, people are typing, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> oh, I don't know what just happened. It's, like, it sounds like you got like, the wind like flew in my mouth. Yeah, dude. Something like flew in my mouth. Oh, I couldn't tell you what it was. <laughs> I haven't been down water. in my basement. I haven't been down in my basement since we last recorded. My Christmas tree is still up down here. So I don't know. But uh, we have our big stories. We have the Nintendo Direct. We know that you like to type in. Everybody likes to type in Nintendo Direct into their podcast feeds. And we like to show up the night of the Direct. So uh, welcome to any new listeners who have been searching Nintendo Direct in your podcast feeds. We also have DC. James Gunn and Peter, I believe Sarfraz, something. Yeah, thank you. Has it has announced chapter one, aka like phase one. If you think about Marvel's phases for the MCU, DC is going to do chapters. 
They've announced their slate for Chapter 1, Gods and Monsters, and we have every announcement for you ready to rock. We'll go to TV, and this is where the normal part of the episode will go. TV, The Last of Us, has been, uh, uh, will continue, we'll say, and we have our impressions of Episodes 3 and 4 with a little bit of uh, some news on Episode 5. Should you expect it on Super Bowl Sunday, don't, and that's actually a good thing. Uh, we have some news about Dexter, some news about Billions, some news about Doom Patrol, Titan, Succession. In the movies, we only have one story. Thought we were going to be recording later in the month and Sam would be able to talk about Ant-Man, but it ain't out yet. Uh, so we'll have Bad Boys uh, news in the movie section. And then Sam will take over in gaming where I'm going to talk about GoldenEye 007 for the Nintendo 64 and Xbox because it's out, baby. It, it came out four days after we recorded our pod last month and that was pretty cool we have news about uncharted and no it's not clickbait and no it's not like a random leak no this is sony gave us a little tidbit a little schmidge of uncharted and we're gonna run with that uh nintendo and xbox uh, uh are gonna make some waves with e3 so we're gonna talk about nintendo and xbox their e3 presence and the playstation plus collection one of my favorite perks of the ps5 is getting an update so we're gonna talk about that and then i'm just gonna uh, you know, Sam and I'll talk a quick in the music section about Panic at the Disco. You'll find out why later. So let's start where we customarily do. Sam, what you been up to? So, you know, it's only been, what, like three weeks since the last pod. So I haven't watched too, too much. But one thing that we did finish was we did finish the show Treason on Netflix. It was with um, Charlie Cox, Ogla Karolinko, Kieran Hans. <clears throat> It was a mini series, five episodes, where he's like an M- MI6 agent, and his like chief gets poisoned. So he kind of steps up as the new leader. Then there's possible is he, you know, is he, you know, a secret agent? Is he double agent? So it's it kind of leads you to that. And I, I kind of liked it. It was short and sweet. Each episode was like 35, 40 minutes. Like I, I love shows like that where it's not an hour and two minutes an episode. I'm kind of in and out. Um, if, if you like like those kind of shows, espionage. Definitely check it out on Netflix. I'm, I'm I'm a Charlie Cox fan. Like, that's Daredevil. He was pretty good, even though I'm still looking at him like, it's fucking Daredevil. Like, you know, it, it's tough for me to separate him still. But I'm, I'm working on But Treason on Netflix. I thought it was decent. Uh, next up, I'm still watching The Bad Batch. It's 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 okay so far. I'm, it's, I'm only, I think, four. I watched the first four episodes. It's it's okay so far. The one episode, it just introduced a, a Jedi Wookiee. I thought that was interesting. Didn't know Wookiees could be Jedi. So I thought that was actually a pretty cool episode. But that's still Disney Plus, even though they just price hiked me. You bastards. Um, still staying on Disney. Well, they, they lost millions of subs and laid off 7,000 employees. They got to make that money up somehow, dude. Yeah, but I mean, that could, could backfire in their face when more people <laughs> decide to cancel when they don't want to decide to drop $9 a month. It's insanity. It's insanity how streaming is more expensive than cable now. It's getting to the point where it's like, how we're back to where we started. It's ridiculous. It's actually worse. (laughs) And then people like me who have both. Like, (laughs) goddamn. Damn it. (laughs) Staying on uh, Disney Plus, I'm I'm still um, the final episode of uh, National Treasure just dropped. I watched the first nine. It's just okay. It's very mid tier, doesn't touch the. The movie levels, but again, I do like the little nods of to the you know the movies and Justin Bartha cameo for a couple episodes, and like that's all neat. But 
we just needed National Treasure 3. That, as long as there was enough views, it, it did look like it did add some, you know, not, I wouldn't say like too crazy, like positive vibes, but it was saying that it had a lot of viewers. So we'll see if that's enough to get the third movie made. Um, we actually started to rewatch Smallville. I haven't watched this show since the freaking finale. And to go back to 01 when this show aired, to the first season, I think we watched the first seven episodes so far. Like, this is the show that, that started all. It's before Arrow, Flash, before all that. Like, this is the show that set the standard for the superhero shows. And, you know, kudos. I mean, so far, I'm still saying Michael Rosebaum's still the best Lex Luthor. I mean, I, I don't know. Coming from a guy who's like, I feel like like me, like a collector, like a, like a goo comedy guy, and they play Lex Luthor is like the complete opposite of himself. I, I To me, that's why I consider him one of the best. And I also started uh, re-watching the anime Beyblade little cartoon wow yeah hey listen uh, go for it man yeah i, I always like sh- having shit on the background and i still think that intro slaps like that's in like top 20 intros of like cartoons or like that intro was just dope i used to you know me machi we always the beyblade back in the day that shit was the shit so to watch some episodes coming back <laughs> i ain't gonna lie I'm, I'm freaking loving it but so far that now i just get through one more day of work and sunday the eagles play the super bowl and Hopefully we can uh, get this dub over Andy Reid. That would be something. Where are you watching the game? Um, I'm actually going to Penos. Yeah, nice. Good for you. Penos, and I took off of work Monday, so I can kind of just relax the next day, and I don't have to worry about nothing. <laughs> nice, dude. Good for you. Good for you. Uh, yeah, my list is short, but very, very sweet. Um, all new things that I have gotten into. Well, two of them brand new this year. One of them jumping back in for the first time in a couple of years. And so uh, I'll start with my favorite and then just go down the list. I have been very, 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 very vocal and very, 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 very pleased uh, with the state of television so far in 2023. We have knocked it out of the park so far with The Last of Us. And I believe the other two shows that I started watching already this year have both been fantastic. One of them being what I'm going to talk about now, Shrinking on Apple TV+. Plus. Um, just fantastic. Brett Goldstein and Bill Lawrence created it. Jason Siegel as well. Uh, I mean, you got that, those three creating and writing the show. Bill Lawrence, famous for Scrubs. Brett Goldstein, Roy Kent on, on Ted Lasso. And Jason Siegel, Marshall Erickson from How I Met Your Mother, amongst a million other characters. And so, like, that's a comedic trio that I absolutely love. It is only three episodes in so far of the ten. Very much loving it, though. I mean, these are 37, 31-minute episodes. Like, they're smaller chunks. Uh, Jason Siegel's a therapist who is grieving um, the loss of a family member, and he works in a office with two other uh, therapists, Gabby and Paul. Paul, played by Harrison Ford, who is stellar. He's hilarious in this. I love to see a more lighthearted, funny Harrison Ford. Um, and then Jessica Williams plays Gabby. She's great, too. And so... Got a really good vibe between the three of them. And uh, Jason Siegel's character, Jimmy, takes some unconventional methods of treatment for his patients, of therapy for his patients, including Sean, including uh, Liz. And it's just, or I'm sorry, not Liz. Liz is his neighbor. Um, can't remember his other patients' names, but or Grace, that's who it is. And Liz, his next door neighbor, is actually played by Bill Lawrence's, I believe it's Bill Lawrence's wife, um, Krista Miller who played in Scrubs. She was Dr. Cox's wife, um, who was kind of a, a 
and a butthead we'll say in that show. I haven't seen her in a lot, but anything Bill Lawrence does, she gets cast in a pretty big role and she delivers really well in this show. It's really funny, really charming, really uh, kind of heartbreaking too. And I used to really like a show called generation on HBO max before it got canceled. And one of the main characters in that uh, Lakita Maxwell, she plays Jimmy's daughter. So super good, super heartwarming. Love it. I, I have laughed out loud almost every single episode. So definitely recommend shrinking on Apple TV. Plus the other show I'm watching is actually a Peacock original and it's really good. And normally I don't say those things in conjunction with each other. Um, but frick, it's really good. It's called Poker Face. Uh, it's Natasha Leone. She was in Orange is the New Black. Uh, very famous for that. She plays Charlie. She is the main character. And she is a cocktail waitress at a uh, at a hotel and casino in Vegas. She gets into some trouble and has to go on the run. Uh, and then uh, uh, every episode is like a different whodunit mystery that she actually solves while she's on the run from the overarching plot. So it's got one overarching plot with another main plot every episode. So it's kind of like two things at once you're paying attention to, and it leaves the suspense high. It leaves the comedy high, and it leaves like a new cast every episode. Like the first episode had Adrian Brody in it. The second episode had, uh, I can't recall the name, but super good stories in every one of them. Um, you know, like, a gas station murder, uh, uh, a murder at a local barbecue joint, uh, a murder at a metal show. And I really thought about it like this. It's cause it's very vulgar, very this, that it is psych, but for adults. And I know psych is you know, more for the adult crowd. And it's one of my favorite shows ever, but I was like, I don't know, 18, 17 when I started watching that, maybe 16, so I was kind of like in my teens, what have you like, this is for, I would say, yeah, it hits that demographic, but it's probably for the thirties. It's, it's super good. I love it. Super entertaining, super funny, super like whodunit. Ryan Johnson was the creator of the show, uh, as you may know from star Wars and other things. Mm. So, but like, it's good. Ryan Johnson, he did uh knives out and, and glass onions. So really love that. Uh, super fun show. Um, it's actually rated higher than shrinking, which is shocking. Um, it comes out every Thursday, not every Friday. So it gives me something on Thursday as poker face. And then my Friday show is shrinking. So I got a really good vibe going. Um, episode six comes on tomorrow. It's called exit stage death instead of stage left. So I'm assuming it's going to have some sort of play Broadway thing. Who's the big one in that Ellen bark. Oh, Tim Meadows is going to be in it. That's cool. I like that. I'm excited. Uh, so yeah, there we go. Looking forward to the rest of Poker Face and Shrinking. And then really quickly, I started diving back into uh, uh, Skyward Sword, The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD. I, I didn't beat it the first time through. I gave up halfway through because it was just really long and I wasn't in a 40 hour game mood. I gave up like 22, 23 hours in. So I actually watched a quick recap to re-familiarize re myself because I surely wasn't playing 22 hours of that game again just to get back to where I was. So I watched like an hour long recap thing and dove back in, re-familiarized myself with the controls, never beat the game on the Wii and love it. I just, it's so much fun. It's some of the best Zelda dungeons ever. Um, some people, it's like a polarizing 
Zelda game because of the controls, but they're fixed on the Switch. You don't have to worry about the motion stuff from the Wii. Uh, the graphics look fine, <laughs> but uh, I love it. It's a great Zelda game. If you're into Zelda and you're doing something, waiting for Tears of the Kingdom, well, you're going to have some stuff to play as we cover the Direct here in a minute. But if you're looking for a good, solid 3D Zelda game and you want to play it on your Switch, well, I highly recommend Skyward Sword HD. I've had it since launch, and I just didn't pick it up after... I think I haven't played it since, who I don't know, September or October of 2021. So it's been nice to pick that back up and, and play it again. So Shrinking, Poker Face, and Skyward Sword HD for me. Sam, let's dive into the main chunk meat beautifulness of this episode only 16 minutes in love that uh there was a nintendo direct today before i give my thoughts because i did take notes copious notes as i always say i have the receipts what'd you think i fell asleep the first 12 minutes in i'm gonna be honest i can't even lie i woke up i don't even know what i was watching i, I did dive back in i thought the best thing was obviously legend of zelda i thought that game just looks beautiful Everything else, I it's just not my cup of tea. My quick 10-second opinion. Yeah, I, I think uh, we had talked about this very quickly off air. We don't <clears throat> generally share a lot of our opinions and stuff like that. Like on topics, before we record, we like to save it for the organic conversation. But we did just quickly talk about the direct. And I had mentioned to you, and I think like this is what I'm going to stick to. And this is kind of like my message to the masses. This direct was for Switch owners. Like this is a direct six years into the Switch's life cycle. This is not a direct to convince you to go buy a Switch. I don't think Pikmin 4 is going to get you over the hump to spend 350 on an OLED. I think that is for the person who's like, oh, Pikmin 4, 3 Deluxe was on Switch. I thought it was pretty cool. Let me pick it up. Because Nintendo now, they have 130 million Switches. They released their financials. It's like 122.5 million, I think. And that was as of December 31st. So you're thinking 123 million out there now. They're 33 behind the PS2 for the most highest selling console of all time. Their financials were actually not great because they missed forecast. They're actually readjusting their forecast. But again, you're six years into your life cycle with no new hardware on the horizon. I mean, we're at the end of this console's life cycle. This is not like, oh my God, the beautiful brand new Switch. This thing's an outdated machine. It's been outdated for years, years. And so uh, this was for the direct for the for the Switch owner because they need to push software sales and they need to push online subscriptions. They'll worry about the new hardware next year. And so that's when we'll get the big stuff to get you maybe back on board to buy a Nintendo product or, you know, the conventional PlayStation or Xbox player. Oh, snap this cool new mario game or whatever um they have the mario movie this year they maybe don't want to do a tie-in game they say all right the game's enough or the movie's enough we have plenty of mario games out there i'm sure we'll see a bump in odyssey sales and 3d world and nsu um so yeah i think we'll be all right but this direct i thought was like a tale of two halves like the sixers were down at halftime pretty bad and then they came roaring back in the fourth quarter and that's what I that's kind of how I think about this direct. This direct was a B at the end of the day. If you told me 20 minutes in, I'd have been like, this ain't for me, yo. <laughs> it's just this ain't hitting. It was tough. Home. It was tough. There was in the first half, I have every single announcement. And in the first half, exactly two, 
things made me smile. Two things for 20 minutes of Nintendo footage. And that includes Pikmin 4. And I didn't, I didn't smile at that because Pikmin's just not my jam. Um, I liked some of the things they showed off. I'm super happy for Pikmin fans. That game was announced in 2017, uh, maybe even 16, maybe even 15. I can't remember how long ago Miyamoto said that it's in development. Um, so to finally get that with a release date of July, I think perfect timing, July 21st, uh, uh, is pretty cool. Now, what I'm going to do is go through every announcement very quickly. And I'll stop at the big ones and I'll stop at the ones that I have a small note for. And then when like I'm done and I, when I stop, whenever you want to join in with anything that you have on anything I said, then you can just give your two cents on whatever. Um, kind of standard on how we do these things. I'll tell you, my predictions, I can't, I don't think I've ever nailed predictions more for a direct than this one, which again goes to show you this was a direct for the Switch owner. We kind of knew what we were going to get today. Um, I said, my predictions were Splatoon 3, Xenoblade 3, and Fire Emblem DLC. Got it. Bayonetta Origins, Kirby, uh, Return to Dreamland Deluxe, and Octopath Trailers. Got them. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Wave 4. Got them. Advance Wars Re-Reveal. Got it. Midnight Suns for the Switch. Didn't get it. Pikmin 4 update. Got it. Pixel Remasters for Final Fantasy uh, release date. Didn't get it. And ending with Tears of the Kingdom trailer. Two to three minutes, but not a massive blowout. Nailed it. And so... Got that. Then my hopes and dreams, my big ones. New Punch-Out, Game Boy on Nintendo Switch, Mother 3, because I always will. F-Zero, a new one, Mario Baseball, Golden Sun, re uh, Return for Golden Sun, NES Remix, Mario Odyssey DLC, because it's never too late, and Metroid Prime HD. So that's what I wanted. How much of that did I get? Well, we talked about Pikmin. Then they gave us Xenoblade 3. Check. Then we got a Samba de Amigo, Morocco Rhythm Game. Apparently that's like a cult favorite uh passed me by like crazy now this is the first game that i'm going to talk about here that i'm going to be pissed about that actively made me visibly upset up in my bedroom watching this on my ipad fashion dreamer this if this is where sam dozed off i wouldn't blame him because i was about was this, to do was off. this the youtuber shit okay you're aiming to be a stylish oh, influencer brutal brutal bro i wrote what the f i hate it as my note, uh, because personally, the two words that I hate the most in the English language of all the lexicon is the word woke and the word influencer. I hate them. I hate them. I hate them. The word woke should die because nobody, nobody understands what the actual meaning of that is. It's so overused. An influencer. Oh, I'm an influencer. Uh, if I see that on one more LinkedIn profile, I'm going to leave the platform. Can we please stop overusing the influencer? Like, and I don't mean it from like a coaching standpoint, if you're into that, like as a profession, I mean, I'm a social media influencer. I, I, I brand collaborate with, with, uh, the Swedish bathing suit companies and I influence you to buy them because I have subscribers and I have followers and I literally just walk around without a shirt on male or female. And that's basically why I get my clicks. Cause I'm either attractive, skinny or both. And so like, mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm just at a point where now we're making games on on aiming to be influencers, that's doing nothing for our generation who already want to just be YouTubers and influencers and content creators. <laughs> uh, 
God help us is right. That was this the worst game, game. That was the worst. That was the worst thing I've seen. I was about to throw it to you. This game literally pissed me off. What about you? No, I, I think this might have been where I did start to doze because I, I good for like you. Influencer game. I was like, what? I was like, who? Who honestly gives a shit? Like <laughs> this is the game you worked on for two, three years. Like God help us, seriously. Like I bet no you a bunch of influencers you. worked on it. No, but I mean seriously, just like God, God help us. If that's the games that are coming out, like we're in trouble. Yo, I couldn't agree with you anymore, my friend. That's it was just a really rocky start. Pikmin was fun. It's fine. It's not a game I'm gonna buy, but it's yeah, like okay, I, cool. I never, I never played one, two, or three, four. You ain't gonna win me. And it's like, I, I get it's a franchise a lot of people like, and it's a fun way to start a direct, but like, then you kind of go to fashion dreamer. It's like fashion dream. Don't, uh, I don't know. I got nothing, but it was, that was rough. Uh, and then I heard Castlevania music afterwards. I said, oh, thank you. This is awesome. Oh, no. It's just the Dead Cells Castlevania DLC we already knew about. It did get a release date, though, for March 6th. Looks cool, but another thing I'll never play. Tron Identity. Moving on. Ghost Trick Phantom Detective. Moving on. And then we got something that was intriguing. My note is, looks cool, but I won't play it. Deca Police. It's an anime-style detective RPG. Comes out this year. If that sounds like it's up your alley, it, it should be. It's a really cool concept where it's if you like anime, it's for you. I like games where you're a detective, you're solving crimes, you're building evidence, this, that, and the other. I like that. L.A. Noir, the Batman games in some instances, uh, uh, oh, the horror game uh, for Xbox 360. There's two of them. I can't recall. Sorry, everybody. But like those are fun things. I like being a detective in a video game. But it's going to take a lot for me to spend $60 on a game now. I know that sounds crazy. This is not the Greg you once knew. I, I just don't buy games like I used to. Um, I haven't bought an indie game on the eShop since mid 2022 probably i'm just not a big spender on that anymore um i mean i had to wait for the last of us to go on sale before i bought it for ps5 so uh the last full retail price game i bought was was god of war ragnarok as a matter of fact or no pokemon technically actually the week later but i had already paid for it so i don't know you make that call <clears throat> but it's not a game i'm going to play Hey, everybody. Sorry about that. Some quick technical difficulties. Sorry for like a quick jump cut here in the middle of the episode. Um, our shit just shut down. So Thanks, now we're, we're back uh, to continue along the journey. We are companions on the journey. Remember that one? I, I did know, but I was like, I, I just don't. The vocals aren't there tonight. But do you, you know it, though? I didn't. I, I saw, as you sung it, I was singing it in my head. The old grade school, Catholic school church songs uh then they went into bayonetta origins with an update there i I zoned out here as well um then they gave in some splatoon 3 expansion pass uh info finally um we're getting two waves of content wave one will come in the spring wave two is a new story campaign it sounds like with no date my note for this one is i am so over this franchise um i've said before splatoon 3 wasn't doing it for me um, I like Splatoon 2 well enough, but it gets old pretty quick and Splatoon 3 didn't seem like enough of an improvement. And I feel like a lot of people are feeling that way once they purchased it, even though it still sold 10 million copies. Uh, I am, um, just completely over Splatoon and anytime I see Splatoon now, I just think of wasted precious time, um, which is a shame. I love Nintendo. I just, 
You're over just, it. You're over it. You're done. I'm, 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 I'm kind of at that point with Splatoon where it's just like you had to make a third one. Why? There's nothing. It doesn't really dictate a third one. Then we got an update for a game I finally cared about. My eyes started to open. My ears started to perk up. My excitement started to rise. Disney Illusion Island f- finally got an update. I cannot effing wait for this game. It was announced in September of last year during the Disney and Marvel Games Showcase hosted by Blessing Adioye Jr., and it was a big flop of a showcase, uh, except for this and like the Black Panther Captain America game by Amy Hennig that doesn't have a title. Um, but this is coming out really soon. I didn't think it was going to be this soon. It's coming out July 28th on the Switch and other platforms. But you're Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy on a Metroidvania platforming adventure. If that doesn't sound fun, hey, that's cool. But it does to me. <laughs> I'm so, so excited. This is finally a day one purchase for me. Fire Emblem Engage got its DLC update. I didn't pay attention because I don't care. So I just know that that happened. Harmony, The Fall of Reverie. Again, I checked out. Don't care. Uh, Octopath Traveler 2 comes out really soon. Comes out this month. The cool part about that is we're getting a free demo now, available right now, and it's the first three hours of the game. That's a pretty meaty demo. Not bad. Yeah. So, uh, and I believe the save will carry over into the main game so you don't have to replay that again but very cool octopath 2 i will download that demo and i'll give it a shot see if it grabs me because i ain't got anything else to do uh so yeah there's that uh octopath 2 free demo available now uh, we love katamari re-roll remaster plus something or other Uh, a lot of people love katamari damasi i like it enough but it's getting new content. It's getting a brand new re-release, remaster coming June 2nd. Were you ever a Katamari fan back on the old PS2 days? No. I, every time you say that word, I think you're going to say Calamari. So, no, I absolutely did not play that game. Do you remember Katamari, Damasi? No, I've never even you're heard like of that a little, You're like, we played it at Carmen's. You're like the little ball, and you roll around the world, and as you roll around, you pick up everything around you. Zero you, memory. Wow. Okay. That's cool. Maybe it was just a game he and I played. I'm not sure. Uh, and then we got now, now we're starting now the direct started to turn up. Oh, heavily. See if stars got another update. Um, it's coming August 29th. I'm not a hundred percent sure if this was the release date announcement or if we knew that already, I can't recall. It looks so stunning. Great looking pixel RPG. It's a prequel to the messenger, which is an amazing game on the Switch, and now other platforms as well. I beat the hell out of that game. But it's so cool, looks great, and again, a free demo available right now. This was the Shadow Drop Direct of all Directs when it comes to demos and just flat-out things available today. They they knocked it out of the park with that with this update, as you'll see. We got Omega Strikers next, a free-to-play Windjammers, Air Hockey, and Mario Strikers clone. Um, okay. Strikers is like less than a year old, but okay. It's free to play. It comes out in April and pre-orders are available now. I'd like to know. I'm sure there's an easy answer and I'm just missing it. Why are there pre-orders for a free to play game? I I don't know. Maybe it's just like pre-downloaded or something. I'm not sure, but uh, it's free to play, but you can pre-order it. So have fun not doing that. Uh, Etrian or Atrian or Etrian Odyssey one through three got HD remasters. That's fun for the six people that care. And now we're talking. So now I'll slow down a little bit. Anything at all in the first half that I covered that caught your eye or ear. Ugh, that was rough for me. 
Yeah. Very rough. So now we're talking James Harden checks back in. Embiid was in foul trouble, but he comes off the bench. We're starting the third quarter down by, I don't know, 12 to the Celtics. I think we're actually playing the Celtics as we speak uh, during the show. But Advanced Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp is back. It gets re-revealed. It gets back on the release schedule April 21st. So it'll be just about one year exactly from its second delay. It was supposed to come out in December of 2021. Got delayed to April, I think, 8th or so of 2022. Um, Got delayed because of the Russia-Ukraine war. I've said it a million times, probably on this podcast. If they're going to re-release GoldenEye, and they're ready to go with that, Advance Wars is coming back. Because GoldenEye is literally a game where you defeat Russians. And if they were afraid of that, not afraid, but if they wanted to pay respect to that, and they were ready to release GoldenEye, they're going to release Advance Wars, which does have a fictional country, but very much based on Russia in the game. And so they wanted to be sensitive to that. And I get that. But I was pegging. This was perfect. This game's been done for over a year. It's just been sitting there. I was pegging this game to get a free demo available now, just to drum up the excitement a little bit more, just to increase pre-orders and sales. Because like, you delay a game a year after you delay a game five months. It's been a year and five months this game was supposed to originally come out. You're losing some hype here. So like, how do you get that back? Well, you've had time, guys. Why didn't you create a free demo for this? I thought that was a missed opportunity uh, to create a demo um, even a small, like little vertical slice just to get people interested and back into it. And so I thought it was cool. thought it was a missed opportunity that there was not a demo. I predicted a demo for this. I got a demo for every other freaking game, but not this. Then we got a Kirby's return to dreamland deluxe update with again, a free demo available right now. Uh, and then, uh, and then the lid blew off for me. Nintendo switch online usually gets new stuff in the September direct fine uh you want to give us n64 sega cool i was not expecting them to do game boy game boy color game boy advance this direct i did have it on my once as you heard a few minutes ago but i did not expect it then he said well we have some updates on the nintendo switch online service and i was like oh they're doing it those mad men are doing it and they did it we're getting game boy slash game boy color for the normal $20 a year Switch Online user, and for the expansion pack users, such as myself, the $50 tier, we're getting Game Boy Advance as well. It's here because they shadow dropped it. It's available right now. That's insane. That's insane in the membrane, my friends. So we have the list of games. I know I was expecting you to pop a little bit uh, for this, but it doesn't sound like it hooked you a lot. You were yeah, a Game I, Boy kid. I I really only played Pokemon. Yeah, I get so that. Ha- handhelds really, you know, I I never got the Vita or I never got the PSP. I did get the Vita, but you don't actively play the Vita. You just kind of have it, right? Yeah, I I haven't turned it on in probably at least a year. But you know, handhelds for me, you know, besides Pokemon, I don't know. It just it just didn't make sense to me to get. I don't know. That's cool. Uh, I was a Game Boy and Game Gear kid. I actually played the Game Gear, the Sega Game Gear, probably two to one to my Game Boy until 
Pokemon Red and, and Blue came out, and then it was that was it was over for me at that point. Um, but Game Boy Color got a really solid library. Game Boy Advance, another very solid library with some good stuff on the way for the normal NSO users. Right now, you can play Game Boy games: The uh, Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening DX, Tetris, Super Mario Land Two, The Six Golden Coins. That's a masterful game. Gargoyles Quest in the uh, uh, Ghouls and Ghosts franchise, I believe. Game and Watch Gallery Three, Alone in the Dark, The New Nightmare. That's a that's a random one. Metroid Two: The Return of Samus, underrated, fantastic Metroid game. It got a re-release on the 3DS a couple years ago, I think 2017. Uh, love it, super awesome game. Cannot wait to replay. It's probably going to be the first one I go back to. Wario Land Three. That actually might be the first one I go back to. And Kirby's Dreamland. And if you're like, well, that's cool, but what about the future? The future. Is anyway, the Legend of Zelda Oracle games, Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages, the Pokemon trading card game, which is incredibly underrated because it's just like base set. I don't even think Fossil Set is in there. It's an old card RPG, but just with the original 151, I believe. Um, it, it truly is fantastic. If you haven't played it, I cannot wait for that to release. And Kirby Tilt and Tumble. The neat part about the Game Boy shit is you can play it with the original kind of greenish Game Boy screen. You can then filter it to Game Boy Pocket, which I I was a Game Boy Pocket owner. It had a gray screen, or you could go to Game Boy Color and play them in color. And that's a really neat little thing they didn't have to do, but they did. For Game Boy Advance users, you're getting Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Bros. 3, with the e-reader levels. And if you're asking, saying, what is that? I think there's 37, maybe 31 hidden levels inside of this game that have never, ever, ever, ever been re-released. And if you remember back on the Game Boy Advance and even Pokemon cards, they had the little e-readers on them. You probably own some Pokemon cards with the e-reader stripes. Oh, I I definitely remember the e-reader. So... There were Mario cards, e-reader cards that came out. And if you were playing Mario 3 on your Game Boy Advance and you swiped them, you got access to secret levels. And now oh. this this release has all of those levels included. It's the first time it's ever been re-released full like that. Wow, that's so now, awesome. now all these levels just lost to time are magically back and included in your Switch subscription. So I think that's like a, an incredible selling point just for the, the Game Boy Advance piece, but love that. WarioWare Inc. Mega Micro Games is the first WarioWare game ever. Kuro Kuro Kuroin is like this cool, like, uh, it's like a stick that's constantly revolving and you got to weave it through puzzles without touching. Think of it like Operation, almost. It's it's pretty neat. Super, uh, I'm sorry, Mario Kart Super Circuit, the Game Boy Advance Mario Kart game. Lost and forgotten. Not anymore. And by the way, with online play. Uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga and The Legend of Zelda The Minish Cap. That's probably, after Metroid, going to be the thing I go to to get me through the Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, And then for the Game Boy Advance future, Metroid Fusion, Metroid 4, the prequel to Dread. You gotta play it. Um, Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, Fire Emblem, F-Zero Max Velocity, and Golden Sun, which was one of my predictions. I thought Golden Sun would come back. I didn't think it would come back this way. But it's coming back. That's an RPG I've never played, and I'm very excited to start. So there's your list of games. There's two omissions that I was like a little disappointed in, a little bummed about. Sam, 
Think about Game Boy games that I would hope be uh, uh, included, and what would you guess? Mother three. Nah, close. It's it's okay. I'll say three, and I'll say you're right. That's definitely one hundred percent. I didn't even make the connection. Mother three is a Game Boy Advance game. Uh, with Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings available in the service, dude, it's now possible. You've just gotten me so excited. I didn't even think about it. Now I have to sit here for years and and just wonder and wait if that's ever going to happen. Oh man, the possibility! Just a matter of time, my friend. I don't know because they they never have re released it. At least they have re released Mother and Beginnings before on Wii U. So I don't know, man. Now I got to count down to Mother. That's going to be a tweet later, and I, I have to give credit where credit is due. Mm-hmm. Sam has sparked hope in me. Uh, no, no, Pokemon Red and Blue, um, and Yellow and silver and gold and that that was going to be next just pokemon in general yeah yeah and then the other one i was thinking of number two for me was f-zero i'm sorry Mm. not f-zero metroid uh zero mission which was a remake of the nes original metroid on gba say it with me it's the best metroid game ever made besides dread and super metroid okay uh it's fantastic and that's missing maybe that'll come in the future but here's what i think we didn't get the Pokemon games. That's kind of a bummer. They're like perfect for it, especially with Stadium coming. And I know they said you can't transfer and blah, 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 blah. But I thought to myself, why aren't they here? Why not? It's a slam dunk. You would have get you would have gotten immediate subscribers. Oh my God, I can go play Pokemon Emerald or whatever. Gold, silver, crystal, red, blue. Who knows? I can go play those. Let me do that right this darn second. Um, here's what here's what I'm thinking. Pokemon Day is February 27th every year, and every February 27th we get a Pokemon Presents. They announce their new stuff for the year. Last year we got Scarlet and Violet announcements. The year before that we got Legends Arceus. Uh, actually, no, the yeah, the year before that we got Legends Arceus and BDSP. Um, the year before that, we got new Pokemon snap, which actually I think was a June announcement. Regardless, we will get an, some massive announcements just in two, 20 days, 19 days time from now, we're going to get some pretty awesome stuff. I expect Scarlet and Violet DLC, at least two waves, $30. See you later. You hope don't, don't right. Don't be shocked. If the red and blue, whatever they decide, get announced then. On the 27th, hey, by the way, coming soon to Nintendo Switch Online, Pokemon Red, Blue, and Emerald, or Ruby and Sapphire. It it makes sense to save it for the day, so Pokemon kind of didn't fill up this time slot. So yeah, no, I'd agree with that. Yeah, and it also doesn't get lost in the sauce of like other announcements and get overshadowed. It kind of can just be with other Pokemon stuff, so Pokemon can kind of rule that day. It's also a Monday, not a Sunday like last year, so like it will have more attention on it because it's not a weekend. Um, I think it just makes too much sense to ignore. Now, the only thing that's counterbalancing this argument for me, and I'll only have to wait 19 days to be proven right or wrong, is they did include the Pokemon trading card game today. So like there is something Pokemon. So I'm like, oh, maybe that's all they wanted. Maybe that, you know, because people would be mad if they can't store the Pokemon, if there's no home compatibility. There's so much to go with having a Pokemon game on your service. I will say this. I just truly hope 
that on the 27th of February of this year, when I do my bonus episode, because I'm a loser, and I'm going to do my Pokemon Day bonus, uh, uh, that we get the announcement for red, blue, yellow, gold, silver, crystal, ruby, sapphire, emerald, whatever. Just some old school Pokemon games, because that shit will sell like hotcakes, and that will get people extremely excited. And by the way, like I said, they're available today the rest of those games then we got metroid prime hd remaster the long long rumored the reason jeff grubb cut his hair uh digitally shadow dropped it is available right now only 40 bucks go get it it's one of the greatest games of all time and i'm not just saying that with the nintendo bias the physical will come in a couple weeks february 22nd uh again i have so much stuff to play today they shadow drop so much it's so cool master detective archives raincoat update the remastered Byton Kaitos 1 plus 2. That was heavily rumored. It did come true. A new Fantasy Life game. Then we got a very short but very sweet tease. Professor Layton and the New World of Steam. A teaser. It's a brand new Professor Layton game. The last one was in 2014. That's massive. Then they announced Mario Kart 8 Wave 4. Four tracks. One including Yoshi's Island. Looks beautiful. It's a new track based on the Yoshi's Island games. And Birdo is coming as a character in Spring 2023. Not bad. Yeah, I get it for free because of the. It's a part of the expansion pack, like all the Mario Kart deals. Okay, gotcha. So that'll be fun for Wave Four. Two more waves after that. I would imagine summer and fall. It's just a guess. Uh, maybe winter. I don't know. But looking forward to playing those tracks twice and then never again. We got a sizzle reel. Didn't take note of the games in there. One was a baseball game. One was a Blanc. One was. Mega Man Battle Network. Blanc looks cool. I love the baseball game. Uh, Power Pros, I think it was. I used to play that on the Wii with with, uh, Ryan Cunningham. They had a Major League Baseball version. Prince Fielder. The Colorado Rockies. Uh, And then we ended with Tears of the Kingdom. Another shorter trailer, which is a bit disappointing to say the least, especially because they never said, oh, by the way, we're getting a massive future dedicated Zelda Direct, even though we are definitely getting one. They said we're getting collector's edition and amiibo. And by the way, this Switch game will not be sixty dollars; it will be seventy. Welcome to the suck, everybody. <laughs> Here's my problem, and I got into a nice discussion—not even an argument, not even nothing—a discussion with one of our longtime listeners, Thomas Chisholm, on Instagram um, about this topic, and uh, he made a really good point. When is a good time for games to go from 60 to 70? They've been 60 for a really long time. And the level of production has skyrocketed with the prices of everything going up. This is a good time. I'm sorry, with the prices of of basically of game development, this is a good time for them to go up. I said, agree with that, but six years into a console's life cycle on an incredibly outdated machine is not the time I'd be in full support. If they went to 70 with the launch of their next hardware, no problem. I get it. PlayStation's done it. Xbox has done it, but for a base switch game, that's a lot to ask. And that was, you know, it went on and on and on, but I I think like six years too late for this. I I get it. Your financials are down a little bit. This is going to be a massive 20 million seller. You add $10 to every sale. You've made 200 million easy on the top of that. And it's like, cool. That's some cool money. You're, you're raising Nintendo's raising employee, uh, 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 wages by 10%. They're paying their people more. So like I get all of that. However, to do this for this one game now with like a year and change left with this console, that's, that's the suck. I hate that. 
I hate it very much. I'd be in support if you do it for the next console, but this one is a little bit of a butt. I hope you've all pre-ordered the game and locked in your $60. If your manufacturer or whomever does that, the $60 price lock thing, Amazon actually took their listing down and have not put it back up yet. They did that yesterday when the the leak, it actually leaked yesterday that it was 70 um, on the eShop. So Nintendo made an oopsie. And uh, I was like, cool, I got mine locked in. And it still says it on Amazon that I have it pre-ordered for $60. Um, so I hope that they don't do that because they do have the lock. So I, I don't, I personally won't be affected by this, it seems like. But the people that will buy it day one, they will. And, and that sucks. Um, so sorry to hear for all that. I hope they don't do it for all the, you know, any old Nintendo first party game. I hope it's really just Zelda because it's the big one. And then if they do another Mario or Metroid Prime 4 or something, I'll get it. I understand it. But it kind of sucks that you're doing it on a pretty ancient freaking system. Uh, but anyway, that was the Nintendo Direct. Solid B for me. Second half, much better. Embiid hit a buzzer beater to win. And I, I thought it was an overall solid presentation. Will help get us through until that big blowout for Tears of the Kingdom in April. Hopefully we get a summer direct. It sounds like we will based on the announcements today. Because they didn't really go into too much of the second half of the year. So I would expect a June presentation. Um, we'll talk about why I only suspect it in a little bit. Let's switch it over to something you care a lot about. You want to talk about a lot. I'm excited to hear your opinions on a lot of this stuff. Um, like we said, James Gunn and co, as we'll say, they have finally unveiled, uh, chapter one of the DC slate. So Peter Safran, 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 and James Gunn, they came out and they said, all right, 10 projects, ladies and gentlemen, chapter one, gods and monsters, which is cool. I think that's like a little play on a, on an actual comic somewhere. I think there's a comic titled Gods and Monsters in the DC catalog. I can't remember there's what. There's actually a, a DC animated movie called, I think, Gods and Monsters. That's it. That's it. Thank you. Thank you. It was an animated movie. So nice little nod to that. Um, but I'm going to go through. Hollywood Reporter did a really nice job putting all the uh, announcements, kind of curating them in one spot, and a nice little blurb about each one. And so I'm going to go through that now, <clears throat> and I'm going to turn it over to you after each one. Sam might have a ton to say. He might not have a lot to say. Who knows? But he's going to kind of dominate this part of the conversation because it's kind of out of my wheelhouse. I've said before, since we've gone monthly, I haven't given a shit about anything superhero. The only thing I've watched has been Black Adam since we've gone monthly. In and, and I'm not going to lie. I, I'm in superhero fatigue. Like I have zero interest to see Ant-Man. I'm going to have to see it. Like I, I always support it, but I just like I, I, I might be a little bit burnt out, man. Like I like even even all these announcements, I told you, I was like, I was lukewarm. Yeah, I, like, I, I don't even know how to feel. Here's an interesting discussion I want to have quickly before we go into these announcements. Uh, I, I have been very vocal about my burnout. I've been very vocal about why my burnout. I'm very curious for you, though. Why are you starting to feel the superhero burnout? I think it's I, I, I mean, I, I think we're just we had everything it's like so much. We had so much content. From Disney Plus, DC, from shows to comics, tie-ins, spin-offs. They just threw so much at us. And, and Phase 4 of Marvel has been so bleak and uh, not really giving a shit. DC's all over the place. Now with these announcements, like I, I don't even know half of them. The ones that are announced, I'm, 
I, I, I don't even know how to feel. Seriously. Like I, I honestly don't like, I'm, I'm, you know, like to, to lose Henry Cable, a super, like super and to get a new one. I'm like, how are you going to top that? Like it's, it's, you know, getting Joker two, which I never even thought we would have gotten the Joker one. Uh, we're, Flash is going to reset everything, but then after that, we're getting an Aquaman movie. I, I, I'm just like, what, what's going on? You know, I, I don't know. I, I guess I just have to trust James Gunn a little bit and wait to see some things here because right now I'm, I'm just so like mid. <clears throat> I, is it? I think a lot of it's because every, not every, a lot of the Marvel stuff has kind of been predictable. And like once you get past Thanos, man, that's tough. And we talked about this, I think, last episode. Like Kang just doesn't do it; just I, doesn't have the pull. Yeah, I mean, he he's really gonna have to step his game up in in the next one because he I truly thought he sucked in. Loki. I mean, like I, Kang is in Creed. You know what I mean? Like Thanos was a purple dude. We get it that. Uh, yeah. Well, oh, oh my gosh, what was his name? Who played Thanos? Please, uh, Josh Brolin. Thank you. We get it that he was in other things too, but he wasn't a big purple alien man. Like <laughs> Kang is Kang. He looks just like Jonathan Majors and he's in yeah. Creed. He's so like, it's just, he's not a menacing villain at all. Visually, at least maybe he can change shape, shape shift and shit. I'm sure he's got some stuff. There, I but. mean, it's just what, what Marvel's thing is like, I feel like they just went all in with Thanos. I mean, after that, to me, the only thing what's left is Galactus. I mean, Kang. Right. Like, and then but you I, can't I, do him now. He's got to be the ender. He's got to no, be. He that, is. He, he is. Yeah. He has to be. Because, But I never cared for Kang. For phase 11. I, I time travel. Like, even like you were like, I time, like, I time, time travel. Like, it's boring. Yeah, I hate it. It just gives you too many. It gives you too many. Oop, we can do what we want yeah, and too escapes. escapes. Yeah. Too many escapes. Good word. Yeah. And <clears throat> for DC, you know, I think James Gunn is the right person for the job. I think we've talked about this before, but like, and he's very good at taking obscure things and making them relevant. Re guardians galaxy of the, so like that's exciting, especially for this first team we're going to talk about, yep. but like, uh, yeah, let's just, let's just dive in. I, I think it's interesting. In. Yeah, I think it's an an interesting perspective from you as to as to why the burnout is coming. Something I never thought I'd hear you say, but quite frankly, I'm kind of relieved. I'm kind of relieved you said it because um, I'm, I'm like, only human. Well, it means it's real. It means yeah. that you know, even it can affect even the most diehard. Even though you know, you'll still you'll still happily pay your money, but you'll begrudgingly see it. You know, yeah, Ant Man. I'm speaking of. Uh, we got Creature Commandos. It's going to be a seven-episode animated series written by James Gunn that's already in production. A team of classic monsters assembled to fight uh, Nazis. This is a modern take on the concept. Um, no voice actors cast yet. What do you got? I No, literally nothing. I think except Dr. Phosphorus was one character on there. I have his first appearance in comics because it was the same appearance as Rupert Thorne from Batman Animated Series. Other than that, I know nothing. <laughs> which could be a good thing, right? Like where does all this stuff go? Like, is this network? Is this HBO max? Like what, what happens with this? And I think, I think we're probably in HBO max territory. I would imagine yeah, that, 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 that's what I think. And, you know, to bring yeah. James Gunn, like, I feel like this show and the other, I think it was the movie called the authority. I think that's like what they're hoping to do. What he, like you said, what he did for guardians is to do, what he did, what he hopefully will do here, because like I, I never heard it. I didn't read these comics. I, I don't know the authority. It so looks like me, the Beaver thing from 
Suicide Squad. Was that was that Beaver or what was his name? Sean Gunn's character, like the little oh, monster. Oh, a weasel. Weasel. <laughs> I yeah, think he's in it. Yeah, he he, he that guy is in it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's it's I'm 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 going to watch. Like I said, I watch everything, but just going in, just I I know nothing about the comics. I'm going in fresh with you guys. Waller is getting a spinoff of uh, the. It's going to be a Peacemaker spinoff. Viola Davis will return. She just won an Oscar, which I think gives her an Emmy, Oscar, Tony, and yep. Academy Award. Uh, one of the only to do it. I think the third person ever. Um, so she'll return. It's being written by Crystal Henry, who did Watchmen, and Jeremy Carver, the creator of Doom Patrol. So a little bit of silliness here, a little bit of promise. Um, Waller's a good character. Can she stand up and do her own spinoff show? And she was probably one of the biggest standouts in Suicide Squad. Um, depending who could, you know, this could where you kind of throw in Peacemaker here and there. I, I I think it could be a decent show. Keep it to like, you know, eight, ten episodes. Keep it short. I thought she was strong enough that, you know, depending what characters, heroes, villains they want to bring in. I think it could be a decent show. Next, we have Superman Legacy. This is the movie featuring the Man of Steel that James Gunn is writing. We talked about that either last episode or the pod before. He might direct it, although no commitments have been made. Um, Let's see. Uh, Superman is the true kickoff for the duo's DCU plans. It's not an origin story. It focuses on Superman balancing his Kryptonian heritage with his human upbringing um, so this is going to be a younger Superman just kind of getting his wings or in his cape, if you will, a release date of July 11th, 2025 tentative. I mean, that's as of now. So we're just about two and a half ish two and a third ish years away from a new Superman movie, not starring Henry. He is gone. I just, it just sucks. Henry just got the shit out of the stick. I, I truly think he was one of the best Supermans ever. Um, the next guy, I, good luck because you have truly big shoes to fill. I, I don't know how I feel. I, I'm still butthurt over the Superman situation. So um, I'm, I'm just going to have to wait and see and just leave it at that. I do wonder the young Superman who they'll, will, who they'll bring good, in. Good luck to that guy. I, I, I don't know. There's so many young actors nowadays I can't even. If it's Timothy Charlemagne or whatever his name is, I'm out. Nah. I mean, I was out anyway. Don't get me wrong. <clears throat> Lanterns, Greg Berlanti's long in the works Green Lanterns TV series is gone. See ya. Bye bye. Um, Gone and Star Friends said, See you later to Berlanti, and its place will be a new take on the space cops with power rings. Our vision for this is very much in the vein of true detective, Safran said. Bullshit. Uh, it's uh, it's terrestrial based. It will feature prominent lantern heroes, Hal Jordan and John Stewart. And it's one of the most important shows they have in development quote. This is a really big role in a leading and leading into the main story. We're telling across film and TV noteworthy here. And this is a note for me noteworthy. They're trying to connect the film and TV universes, which I think is a good thing right now. We have the CW verse, the, 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 the gun verse, the fricking, uh, the Joker verse and the, Pattinson verse, whatever the, the Matt Reeves verse, kind of all in one. And then the DCEU kind of over there just dying a slow death. So lots of DC connections. Now they're just trying to bring it across film and TV, kind of like Marvel's doing. Although I guess maybe it's not a good thing because they have not done a great job with four and now into phase five. So what do you think about lanterns? First of all, Berlanti's project being scrapped and now this new one. 
I mean, Berlanti makes <clears throat> sense. All you know, the Flash is literally the final season just started airing today on the eighth, and it's gotten uh, rough reviews. It, from what I've read, standard shows, like six out of ten. It should have been canceled four or five seasons ago, and um, everyone says the same thing. I, I, I haven't even watched the last like seven episodes of the other season, so I, I don't know. I might watch, pick and choose a few, at least the one that um Stephen Mel's coming back as the Spectre. Um, but uh, Lanterns, it, it's it's a long time coming for DC, and to to have you know to me the two best, my two favorite Lanterns, John Stewart and Hal Jordan. I think you can't go wrong to see not just have it like not be on Earth that they are out in the you know outer space or seeing aliens or seeing different worlds. I think this is exactly what we need. Um, even though the Green Lantern Ryan Reynolds movie it wasn't perfect, it's a guilty pleasure. Uh, I think it's okay, but I think this this show can really you know it should bring back the actual Green Lantern fans and and hopefully show us what you know what they really can do. This Waller or Superman legacy so far for you? Out of them hype. three, of the yeah, just of those three, most hype. Price lanterns. Nice, good. I'll use that as the barometer moving forward. Yeah. The Authority, a movie based on a team of superheroes with rather extreme methods of protecting the planet that first originated in the 1990s, um, known as when DC was under. Or I'm sorry, when Wildstorm was run as DC, or before they bought him. I forget how that all went down. Uh, one of the things uh, of the DCU is not just a story of heroes and villains. Not every film and TV show is going to be about good guys versus bad guys, giant things that come from the sky and good guy wins. There are white hats, black hats, and gray hats. They're kind of like Jack Nicholson and a few good men. That's, this is a horrible quote. It gives us nothing about what the show is going to be about. All I'm thinking about is captain planet. Cause they said protecting our planet with extreme methods. I'm just like wind, earth, fire. What are you thinking of the authority? Or do you know anything about it? I heard of the thought or them. I I heard of them. I never read the comics. I don't know nothing. I know it was a DC comic under the wild sword imprint. I know it's created by Warren Ellis and that's about it. That's about all I know. I, I, I'm looking for, I got It's I'm interested. You know, I guess obviously I'd rather him have said something more that I know and would want to see. But so far, like just look at the team, the one guy, the midnighter, he looks like my favorite. Looks like he's a biotech Batman esque. So you know, it looks like that's going to be my guy out of, out of the whole team. But if it's going to be a, a more violent, like a, the boys type esque, that's kind of what I what I pictured. Okay, I'm here for it. You know, give give me something the boys esque. I I think this could be good for DC. There, this next one's probably uh, I couldn't. I, I don't I think I care can any less. Like the worst one, uh, this is going to be Paradise Lost. Lost. Yeah, I know it. I know. (laughs) This uh, is going to be an HBO Max series, and I quote: "As a Game of Thrones style drama set on an all on I'm sorry on the all female island that is Wonder Woman's birthplace. What's that? Themyscira. 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 Filled with political intrigue and scheming between power players." It takes place before the events of the Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, whatever. I mean, Wonder they, Woman they didn't set it up. It doesn't sound all that great, to be honest. I, I honestly, out of everything announced, this is the my least favorite, and that's. Yeah. I, I mean, we're talking creature commandos animated. 
nobody loves GOT and House of the Dragon more than us. Like we're massive fans. The second you start describing to me, this is set as a Game of Thrones style drama with political intrigue. I'm out. You can't do Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones did Game of Thrones. Nobody else can do Game of Thrones like that, especially with DC characters. I don't want DC Game of Thrones. That's going to be horrible. It's going to be the worst show of these of all of these, and that includes the Authority and Captain Creatures or whatever. Like I, this is horrible. It's horrible. It's just terrible. I don't Themyscira, get your Themis mascara out of here. I I'm a I'm on a Jesus. roll tonight. I'm on a roll. Yeah, this is this is going to be the worst thing I've ever seen. And I, well, guess what? I'm not going to see it. So it's going to be the worst thing I've never seen. Don't be surprised if this Velma bombs. Um, not excited. <laughs> Next, the brave and the bold. This is the introduction of the DCU Batman, said Gunn. Quote of Bruce Wayne, uh, <clears throat> and also introduces our favorite Robin, Damian Wayne, uh, who is the little son of oh, who is a little son of a bee. The movie will take inspiration from the now classic Batman run written by Grant Morrison that introduced Batman to a son he never knew existed. A murderous tween raised by assassins. Quote, it's a very strange father and son story. And most importantly, it will feature a Batman not played by Robert Pattinson. I mean, I I like that it's not Robert Pattinson. I like that it's a different Batman. Um, I'm in the camp that Damien's not really my favorite um, Robin. But I'm... The reason I'm like, oh, you know what? This is good news because that means we have Dick Grayson is Nightwing in this era. Yeah. So um, that means that there's also Jason Todd is Red Hood. Tim Drake is probably Red Robin or another Robin or Red Robin, whatever he is. And so I- I'm OK with that. Um, Brave and the Bold, you know, I, I make me think of the cartoon with uh, Diedrich Bader is the voice of Batman. So that's kind of what I. When you say Brandwell, that's where my brain goes to. So I don't I don't think it's gonna be that hokey. But I just 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 give us a Nightwing, even though uh Brendan Thwaites is is greatest Nightwing in Titans, but I, I want to see him on the big screen. Yeah, I'm I'm a little miffed because my next thing I'm gonna talk about is another Pattinson Batman. And it's like I thought we were getting past this whole thing. I know, I guess the Reeves Batman did so well and you kind of got to finish that storyline and eventually there will be one, maybe one Batman uh, continuity storyline instead of multiple. But like now we're going to have another Batman congruently at the same time as Pattinson's Batman. And it's like, God damn it. And I wonder who that'll be. And it'll be, I don't know if it'll be a younger version. It'll be an older one because he has a teenage son. So this probably, you know, this might be like uh, the old Keaton Batman coming back. I was like, well, why can't we just have kept Ben? But I get it. It's like you're starting some, you're keeping some. All right, whatever. They ain't keeping nothing, brother. Who are they keeping? Uh, Ezra? Well, well, Ezra? The Flash movie? That's it? If, if they do that, they're, you know, Waller's not going nowhere. It's yeah, I guess Waller's going to go question. anywhere. So, like, we'll see what happens. Yeah, if only they could keep their flagship guys, you know, Batman yeah. and Superman, but they can't True. do that. You know, if only. And guess what? They have seven Jokers. And we don't know who the Joker's going to be in these movies either. And you know the Joker's going to show up. You know who the Joker's going to be in the Batman sequel because he was teased at the end of the first one. And by the way, he's like the seventh different Joker. I hope not. So, you know, oh, oh, he will be. They didn't put him in there for no reason because we're getting the Batman sequel. Pattinson will continue to portray the Dark Knight in at least one more crime saga movie directed by Matt Reeves. That movie 
will be released October 3rd, 2025. So the same year, just a couple months after the new Superman movie, but in the DCU. So God only knows where they're going with all this because you're going to have a new version of Superman. And then a few months later, the old version of Batman. And then some time after that, the new version of Brave and the Bold's Batman. So that won't be uh, uh, confusing for anyone. This one will be titled The Batman Part 2. Um, so yeah, there you go. 2025, the year of the OG heroes um, in different timelines. What do you think, man? I know that you uh, love the Batman. It didn't make your top three, which was awesome and surprising. Didn't make mine. I didn't love it as much. Um, are you excited for this? And like I said, I believe the Joker will have a much bigger presence. Maybe not the overall big bad. But what I, do you think? I don't. I don't want the Joker in it at all. I don't even want to see him. I don't want to hear a laugh. I want it to be the quarter vowels or Mr. Freeze or the, or the both. I, I don't know. I, I just don't want any, just anything but the Joker at this, but we're getting too much Joker. Batman has so many goddamn Rose gallery. Please, for the love of God, pick someone besides the Joker. I would, I would actually, here's a, here's something that might shock you. I would pay admission to see a movie where Mr. Freeze is the main antagonist. Like give, pay, give, that. Give, give me a clay face. Give me someone. Clay face too. Seen. Clay on, face man. would be sick. There's somebody else I'm thinking of that I would really like. And I can't top of my head. If I Googled the rogues gallery, I'm sure I could find it. But Mr. Freeze right, far and away leads that. I'll take mask of the phantasm. I'll, you want to give me man bat? I'll take man bat. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not greedy. The man hatter Christ. I'm easy. Good for you. Um, Shirley won't be the Riddler anymore. Um, but I think the Joker will escape and, and he will at least be in it. I don't think he'll be the main, but he'll be in it. Booster Gold, an HBO Max series based on a unique lesser known hero created in 1986. Quote, it's about a loser from the future who uses basic future technology to come back to today and pretend to be a superhero. Imposter syndrome as superhero. I, I am a little excited on Booster Gold. I ain't going to lie. That's one one of the motor like more so it's probably in my top two or three i i he's like you know the goof the guy who's like the future guy who's a dork who uses you know future tech comes back to the past to be the superhero and he's like i'm, I'm trying to think who could play you you need like someone like a you, you mentioned Aaron like paul Aaron like you paul mentioned for like the youtubers this guy will neff i i feel like he personifies like the goofball booster gold type esque i feel like that that would be funny but i i even though we saw him all i think you like booster gold was on episode or two of smallville and i'm you know a bunch of the animated stuff but to get alive at his own show to see him in skeets in action like that that's i I, i'm i'm down for that good good for you i'm uh, that's exciting to hear you excited because i know that uh well of these two things that are left, I know one of them's got you uh, very excited, yeah. but we'll start with Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow taking its cues from the recent Tom King written miniseries. The movie promises, by the way, movie promises a different take than what most think when Superman's cousin comes to mind. Uh, we'll see the difference between Superman who was sent to Earth, and Supergirl who was raised on a rock to chip off a chip off of Krypton. Um, she watched everyone die and be killed in terrible ways. Oh my God. She is much more hardcore and not the Supergirl we're used to. I mean, okay. You know, we just had six seasons on the CW Supergirl with Melissa Benoist. And I, I thought she was a pretty damn good Supergirl. At least I thought the first season was good. You know, I, as again, as like most shows, I, as they go on, it gets a little sloppy. And I, I feel like that's what happened with that show. But at least the first season I thought was solid. 
uh, to get a movie. Okay, I mean, I feel like you know we did get the the one Supergirl movie what in the in the what eighties, early nineties. I, I don't even definitely years ago, but I I think it's about time that Supergirl gets a gets a revamp. So um, yeah, I'm not not super excited for it because you know I don't even know what villain she has. I feel like all her villains she just kind of borrowed from Superman. So we'll, we'll <laughs> see what James Gunn does. Swamp Thing is going to be the ender, Sam. I know you're psyched. We've been talking about get Swamp Thing getting a revival for years since it was canceled uh, on DCU, on the DC Universe app yep. in like yep. 2016 or 17. Yep. Long time coming. It's going to be a horror film that promises to close out the first part of the first chapter. Notice they said the first part of the first chapter, not the first chapter. So this could be a very long Gods and Monsters arc. Um, so we don't know much more about that, but we do know that it's going to be a horror movie. That's going to kind of bring the first part of the first chapter to a close. I know you're psyched. Give it to us. No, it's, I mean, I, since the, the first swamp thing, well, the second, the 2019 TV series that got 19. Wow. It feels like longer, right? It, It does. Doesn't it? Um, it, it sucks because it got rid of everyone. I don't think I heard a bad thing anyone say about the first season. It has a 92% on Rotten Tomatoes and it got canceled over some, uh, was it like taxes or, or money issues, something about they, they were, I guess they were hoping to get more, more money back. They didn't get it. So they canceled it. It cost too much money to make, but I truly thought, um, Swamp Thing looked freaking awesome, which was played by Derek Mears, who's played, you know, countless people chasing multiple villains in movie history but i this was one that i i truly wish like we got to see more of this because they were on to something it ended what had a nice uh cliffhanger that would have been to set up the next villain this jason woodrow but we didn't get it but to know that we're getting a new movie horror theme which it, to me it had to be um they're they're following um i think it i think it's like he's following the alan moore run which is Watch, read the Alan Moore run of Swamp Thing. It's it's actually perfection. Easily one of the best like comics ever written. So I cannot wait to see. This is probably my most exciting thing on this entire list. That's going to be our two big stories. Um, a lot of Nintendo, Nintendo Direct for me. A lot of DC from Sam. <clears throat> but we have a full episode after that because we deliver on this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, let's move into the TV space. The Last of Us on HBO has been renewed for season two. Before no we get in, right, no before we get into our continued thoughts on the show, uh, what did, what was your initial reaction besides no surprise when you heard the news about it being renewed? Season two, I mean, we said it, I think, after the first, if not the second episode, that any day now that we're going to get this news. It was to hit every episode. It's going up in viewership more and more, and I think that's going to happen the entire way through because especially episode five. Oh, baby, we're about to see him. I, I, I truly think they, they, they got something special here. The word's starting to spread. It's it's leading to video game sales for Last of Us, Last of Us 2. It's spreading, and uh, yeah, about time. It happened while I was getting a vasectomy. <laughs> Couldn't have so picked you, no, I, I think I said time. it to you, like, here's some good news before you go under. <laughs> and I was under already, so like, I... Uh, I, uh, I I didn't see it for a little bit. Um, I didn't want to post it for a while because, quite frankly, when you're done getting a vasectomy, it's pretty much the only thing you can think about. 
Uh, that was a tough car ride home. And so uh, that, that gave me a little bit of a boy. smile. <laughs> it gave me a little bit of a smile after that. Um, so, and that was just under two weeks ago. Um, so yeah, this is great news. Very much expected. They said they're going to cover part two in season two. I believe they're going to do it in season two and three. There's no way they're going to do <clears throat> that full 30 hour game or 25, whatever it is in just one season. It's not going to happen unless they do a 15 episode season. It's not going to happen. So I would expect either a very long season or two seasons dedicated to it. I think they're going to change things up pretty dramatically. I could almost see a world. There's a lot of, I won't go into spoilers, but there's a lot of flashbacks in two. I bet we get those in chronological order instead of his flashbacks to kind of pad that runtime. And then there's a pretty giant tragedy with a pretty main character pretty early on. And uh, I think they're going to save that as, you know, the episode penultimate thing or the season finale big shock thing Mm. um, and kind of change that timeline up because it would be a pretty massive thing. And then eventually it will just become a story of, of, you know, who. And so I I think there's some things to do and some story to tell. I'm very excited to see how they're going to do it. But we did our spoilers for the first and second episode last last time. And I don't want to keep doing spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoiler warning. I want people to be able to just listen. But episode three and four is out. Episode five is airing early this week. It's not on Sunday. Go birds. It's going to epi- air on Friday. That's two days from when we're Beautiful. recording this. Beautiful. And it's actually 48 hours from now. We're going to be watching it. So very, very beautiful. Excited for that. Just a little PSA. If you have not heard yet and you're watching the show, you don't have to wait till Sunday. You can catch it on Friday. Like Sam said, we're going to see one this week. Um, you can piece together what that could be but without spoilers what have your been your thoughts on episodes three uh and four episode three it was a very good episode it was different than the games i i i love you know i love playing the games i i love knowing the story and i also you know like you you think it's going to happen this way and then they pivot you know they do something here and you know from the the game you only saw you only know you see Frank hanging and you see a note in the game. That's it. That's all you ever see in a guy. And they just, you know, gave you a whole backstory. They tweaked Bill a little bit. And I, I thought it worked perfectly for the show. Don't get me wrong. I will miss some interactions just to leave it like that between, you know, him and some certain characters. But other than that, I, I, I thought it was great. Um, just having their own little personal episode with, you know, a little bit of, of Joel and Ellie, uh, you know, other than that, the, the jump to four, um, I, I, another, like it's so, so at least so far you could say this one could have been the filler, but it didn't feel like the filler because it felt so fast, even though it was the shortest episode of the season, it, it, it just breezed by and I was like, no. I, I, I didn't want it to end. I wanted to keep going. I mean, you know, the, of the ending, we may know, know a little bit more than some. This is where some of the times where it's like, oh, you know, you're shocked where you're, you're smiling. Like, oh, finally, here comes this part. Here comes this part. And um, then you see, you know, you see a couple cameos from uh, Tommy, the actor. He's playing Perry he, he, uh, from the video games. You see him. You see your girl from Yellow Jackets playing. Uh, My, uh, Melanie Linsky. Yeah. Kathleen. Yep, playing a, a different type of uh, actress, and just the way they're kind of setting up. It's, it's you know the timeline, the locations, everything's a little bit differently. So I just I love knowing a little bit, and you know just kind of see what they're going to tweak. Because you know I I have been listening to Troy Baker's podcast with uh, Neil Druckmann, 
and Craig Mason and just kind of hearing them say like, yeah, you know, if you know the, you know, play the games like, yeah, you're going to know somewhat, but there's going to be twists. There's going to be surprises for everyone. And I, and I love that. And, and I, I, like you said, I, I love that the episodes, you know, dropping on Friday because we are going to be watching the Super Bowl. There's no way we were going to watch this live on, on Sunday night. So to get it on Friday, what a nice treat. And it would have been spoiled because it's almost impossible. No, as no, soon as you, you open just, Twitter, it's, it's done. No, no, that I, when I, cause I didn't watch episode four live. I just avoided Twitter all day and just had to wait until, God which was you. fine. Nothing was spoiled, which, you know, thank God. God bless you. And it was the shortest episode. I thought three was a brilliant episode of television. I loved it. Hour and 20 minutes um, of pure goodness. I don't need an hour and 20 minutes of Joel and Ellie every single week. I just don't. If I wanted to, I'd play the game. People like I, there was, I can't remember who this said it on Twitter. You want to play the game so much. I, I, I said this on Twitter and, and I truly do believe it. I didn't say it. Somebody else did. I just agree with it heavily. Uh, if you want that story, then play the game. We now have two stories completely, completely different from each other about a character we love. And I've been on record and will continue to remind you, Bill is my favorite character from part one and maybe my favorite side character besides Dina in the whole series. So um, this was great for me. Now I have two different stories, both gripping, both fantastic, both amazing of a character I love and whatever mood I'm in, I can go enjoy one or the other and not have to do the same exact thing. If I wanted to see Joel upside down shooting stuff, I'll just turn my TV upside down. I, I didn't need that yeah. section because I have it in the game. And by the way, it's one of the best parts of the game. I'm good. Like I have that and I will love and cherish that forever. But now I get this beautiful new story of Bill and Frank and you see Tess again and Joel and all this cool stuff. So I'm very happy. Loved episode three. Episode four, I thought was the weakest of the season and it's still a 9.7, 9.8. Like that's how good this show has been. I haven't said that since like peak better call Saul. And so, uh, and before that, maybe peak Breaking Bad or GOT or something. And so I, I really love it. It's fantastic. I thought four didn't feel like filler at all. I hear my. I think the only issue I have, and I can't even say it's an issue because we were literally warned between episodes three and four. And this is not a real spoiler. Between episodes three and four, we see exactly one infected, and it's on screen for what three seconds. And so that's a little disappointing. But at the same time, this is not a show about the infected it's about human beings and the humans are probably worse than the infected so uh i I get that aspect of it too although based on the teasers yeah we're gonna get some infected next week and it's coming i I just hope it's not five seconds and gone i really hope there's some stakes to it i really hope there's some better be some meat on the bone that's right i really hope there's some some finality to some characters that you know aren't just kathleen um i think we're gonna see the end of two characters from the game that play out semi-similarly. I wouldn't be shocked <clears throat> if, if that happens. And I hope you know who I'm talking about. Yep. So there's a lot of stuff here to love. I, I you know, I loved that they did the exact car scene. Like, all right, I'm not a, I need the game one-to-one, but everybody loves the car scene. And for them to, to play that so faithfully. We, we smiled like idiots. Oh, like idiots. It was yep. great. It was yep. so great. And then these like subtle touches when you see Joel earlier in the episode laying away from her. And then you find out later it's because he has 
bad hearing, they actually make him lay on the ear that he's got bad hearing so he can expose the good one. And then when something happens later in the episode, it's because he's laying on the other side and he couldn't hear. It's like the things they set up, man. It's those little touches that are just beautifully done and executed. It's definitely a show where you're going to pick up on little nuances that that next rewatch, you're, I think you're always going to find something new because there's always something to look at. There's always a little minute detail. Yeah, and I've said it last episode. I'm going to say it again. If you don't, when the episode is done, within 15 minutes, there it's up. If you don't watch the Heavy Spoilers show, it's the Heavy Spoilers YouTube channel, their breakdown of each episode, you're, you're doing yourself a disservice. New Rockstars is good. Screen Crush is fine. Nobody does it as well as heavy spoilers, in my humble opinion. Please, if you need that after show fix, that breakdown, the Easter eggs, the details, the things you missed, heavy spoilers, funny as shit, really informative, loves the game, knows his stuff. Really, 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 really hope you watch the heavy spoilers YouTube channel when they're done. Anything else you want to talk about with The Last of Us before we move on to a story that I find pretty disheartening and kind of you might be surprised by my thoughts on it. We just got to endure and survive. Next episode title. Dexter and Billions are back in big ways at Showtime. Dexter has gotten three, count them, three spinoffs ordered, and Billions got four. I don't watch Billions yet. I plan on it. You do. I want to start with Billions because I feel like the Dexter conversation will be a little bit meatier. Uh, With Billions, how do you feel about four Billions spinoffs. I mean, too much off the bat. Uh, I feel like I'm still on like season six, episode like seven. So uh, that's a little. I'm, I mean, I'm shocked that it was three for one, four for the other. I was I'm like, I'm overloaded. Um, if Billions needed a sequel or spinoff, I, I feel like one would have sufficed. And, and kind of the same with Dexter. I feel like if if you're going to continue, like I I don't really need a a prequel of, of Dexter. I I I got it. I watched yeah. Dexter. I saw the flashbacks. I got it. I see his origin. Got it. I I don't <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to rewatch it. Yeah. I do kind of want to continue watch it because I think having you know Michael C Hall as the the Dark Passenger, I think that could be interesting. The Trinity Killer prequel, I, I don't really care for that. I, I, it would be I, more than just him. It'd be a lot of the killers, but like Trinity is the best. So like I mean, that. I mean, I would watch it because I I love Dexter, but right right off jump announcements, like it just like I'd rather I one I'm a little bit excited for. That's yeah. about it. They look they're looking for Yellowstone. That's what they're looking for. They're looking for that smash hit network thing. We know Showtime and Paramount Plus are merging, and like. Yep. They're really kind of trying to find that success. So let's just order a bunch of shit, see what sticks. None of this is guaranteed to come to the screen. It's been ordered. I'd imagine a lot of it will. I think if something falls off, it'll be the Trinity killer slash killer in general spinoff. I don't know anything about billions, so I didn't really read into them. I didn't want spoilers because it is a show on my list to eventually start. Um, But with the Dexter thing, the prequel's tough. Prequel is going to be real tough. Yeah. If I don't get a 20-something dokes going, surprise, motherfucker, like some jive turkey shit, I'm going to be pissed because that's the, you don't mess with Sergeant Dokes. He's one of the greatest characters in the show, and he was only in it for two seasons. And so, like, you know, you have young LaGuardia, young Batista, young uh, Vince Masuka, young, well, young 
Deb, I guess. I, I don't know. Maybe they join the force at different times. You can't all assume they're there at the same time. So like, you're going to see younger versions of these characters, but like, they're not going to look like their counterparts. They're not going to de-age the original cast. It's been 20 years almost since that show started. So like Michael C. Hall is in his fifties and we already know what Dexter looks like as a kid, as a yeah. teen and as a young adult with that horrible wig. So like whoever you cast ain't going to be those actors. And that's going to be just super weird. Continuity wise. I'm out. I don't care for that. I hate Harrison. I hate his character. I hated him in new blood. I've been on the record for that. And I'm very vocal about not wanting a Harrison spinoff. Don't give a shit. And if Michael C. Hall is the dark passenger, I'll hate it even more because he fucking killed him. He killed his father. I don't want him to be his dark passenger. I don't want him to be. And so, but but there's that. I know Dexter point. gave him the gun. I get that. Well, I was gonna say Dexter technically killed Meg or uh, what that was Deb? his sister's name? Deb. Deb. Deb, and she was his dark passenger. Just to play devil's advocate. Um, but Harry was his dark passenger. So like until no. until the end, until the new season. <laughs> but like, but that's you. what it I was. So if so facto, it's because they needed Deb back in New Blood, and that was the only way they could figure out how to do it. Uh, she got shot by somebody else. It's not like Dexter pulled yeah, the trigger. Yeah, yep, the other guy, the last episode. So, yep, in, the, so, in the airport. Yep. So, like, you know, again, if so facto, you can splice hairs with that part. But at the, I don't want him back. I don't like Harrison as an actor. I didn't think he was particularly very good, and I hated his character in his arc. And so uh, I'm completely, completely out on that. The problem is I'll give it a watch because I kind of have to. The prequel, I'll watch the first episode. I'm not very intrigued at all. Um, the, the Dexter thing, I know Ashley's going to be into it and I know that, you know, yeah. it'll be yeah. viewing yeah. for us. And so yeah. I'll have to begrudgingly watch it, but I'm not psyched. And, uh, the other thing, like I said, I'm completely dismissing the, 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 the killer one because I don't care. I got all the Baxter in them. I needed, uh, when they were the killer, I'm good. I know Trinity's methods. I know his first Vic. Yeah. I know it all. I'm good. What else can you possibly tell us? Um, and so with that, I'll leave it with this. I'm very relieved and very, very happy to not have heard the same thing with Yellow Jackets because Yellow Jackets is that shows or that that network's biggest hit right now besides billions. And so for them, only two seasons in technically one, I guess, two is coming March 24th for them to not try to to milk that cow now while it's still you know fresh off the squeeze. Maybe they'll do it later after there's more been more story and things like that. Um, I, I hope they don't, I want one yellow jackets thing and then I want it to be gone forever and I want to remember it for whatever it is. And I hope it ends well, uh, all that good stuff, but like, I don't need five yellow jackets spinoffs. I don't, um, please don't give me that with your honor. It's not very good anymore. So like, it doesn't need a spinoff. So there there's, I get why they're doing it. I get why they chose these shows, but I am, I will tell you, I'm less than enthused by the news, if you will. Anything you want to add to this before we move on to the next sad nah. story? I think we hit it. Uh, both Doom Patrol and Titans have been canceled uh, with this whole gods and monsters thing. Got swept under the rug a little bit. Doom Patrol and Titans will end after their current season fours are over. Unless I mean, they already are over. No, they're not over yet. The uh, Titans final season didn't even air yet. And I think... Um... I think they just started Doom Patrol of Memory Serves. Yes, they did. They just just started airing the final season of Doom Patrol. I mean, hey, they both got four seasons. That's a solid run. I mean, 
you, you got to be happy with that. I mean, I, I thought my, my, my favorite was Brendan Thwaites as, as Nightwing. I, I thought he was great. Um, just still get one more season. Like, I'm okay. Like, I, I like that they got to go out on their own terms. They know that they're ending. So any, you know, there is no cliffhanger. So tie every knot you can in this final season. I do like that. And hopefully they go out with a little bit of a bang. And Doom Patrol, I didn't see the last season. So I'm definitely a little bit behind. Or half of the season, I'm definitely behind. But I truly think the cast is fantastic. Diane Guerrero, she is phenomenal. And of course, Brendan Fraser, he's our boy. So uh, four seasons, again, kudos to them for going as long as they did. Succession's fourth season will launch May or March 26th on HBO. Um, there's a trailer out for it. I love Succession. I thought season three was a little bit of a dip in quality, but overall, still a great show. I'm really excited for season four. That's going to air concurrently with Yellow Jacket season two. So on Fridays, I'll get Jackets two. On Sundays, I'll get Succession. And like, what a March and April for me. Oh, and by the way, that's the opening week for Major League Baseball. Uh, your National League champion Phillies are back. So, and oh, and by the way, March 24th is the release date for Resident Evil 4 Remake. Oh, and by the way, March 24th is also the release date for the new Fallout Boy record. So, we got a lot to love about <laughs> late March. Very excited for all that. So, if you're a Succession fan, check it out. Uh, the only story we have in movies Bad Boys 4. Actually, no. Technically, late breaking news right before the pod. Toy Story 5 has been confirmed. Tim Allen's yeah, coming back. I think it was Toy Story 5, Frozen 3, and Zootopia 2 I saw. Can we just go out back and shoot Toy Story in the head? Yeah. We thought Toy Story was going to be done with 3. We thought it was going to be it's, done with 4. I'm are giving it the damn Lord of the Rings ending where it's like you stand up. Oh, no. It's not, oh, it's not over yet. Okay. Let me see <laughs> I, that's and, what giving us. And I guess we could say the same thing about the actual story we're going to talk about. Bad Boys 4 is officially moving forward. It's like Bad Boys for Life wasn't very good. So uh, what are we doing here? If memory serves, I don't think it made too much money. Let me see. It came out in 2020. Oh, $90 million budget made $426 million. So, okay. What, when, when in 2020? That's the key because you had COVID. January 17th. Okay, so... Um, March 12th or 13th is when the world went to shit. So it's about two months. That's a little over the 45 day theatrical run. So it had a full theatrical run. Yeah. Three months, three months of theaters. The issue with that though, it could have made a lot of money back in Blu-ray and did it or Blu-ray sales. It missed that boat because a lot of stores were out and people were kind of not doing that, but the digital should have, should have helped that because a lot of people were doing tons of digital. It looks like they're already filming it. Yeah, it says filming for the fourth Bad Boys film had started earlier that week. Interesting. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I did you see for uh, Bad Boys for Life? Yeah, it wasn't great. It wasn't great. Yeah, no, it wasn't great. Easily, there was one the good word, part. Easy. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Reggie. Easily. Be- besides that, <laughs> he did it. seriously. He bes- besides that part, honestly, like the movie wasn't yeah. great. They they yeah. need they need a repeat. Like they, I hold they the need first to be better. I hold the first two movies in extremely high regard. Yeah. Like I'm way too into bad boys two than I should. I know it's not a great movie and bad boys. One is just like the sanctum sanctorum of cop movies. So like I, uh, That's our I'm kind of a bad boys nerd. Yeah. I just for life wasn't great. I don't have a lot of hope for four, uh, not going to be a theatrical thing for me. I'm sure it'll hit max or something. I forget who the production company is. Paramount. We'll max. see if this slap has any effect over uh, the box office draw. Yeah. But let me take it over in gaming, and I'm interested to see how well, you think of this because I've been hearing all over the map with this. Let's get yeah. your impressions on Goldeneye on Switch and Xbox. 
part of my language, I, I said I wasn't going to do F words anymore. I've done one and it was in a quote from Dexter, but I'm going to do one right now. Uh, so, so mute your ears. A lot of fucking crybabies out there. Mm-hmm. A lot of freaking crybabies out there, ladies and gentlemen. People forgot what it was like playing with the N64 controller. Bro. Those controls. I, I have never heard people invent a reason to hate something more than the GoldenEye N64 port. My friends, it's it looks better. It runs at a consistent frame rate. It lags in like one half of one level. It controls exactly the way you think it would if you played it on 64. And oh, by the way, they make a 64 controller for the Switch if you so choose to get one. And yet people are just complaining, complaining, complaining. Now, I can see some of the argument about the controls. Here, I'm going to describe to you the controls in PlayStation terms. And that might make it weird for you. And you might say, oh, I can side with them. But you know, no, fuck it. You know the N64 controller at the back of your hand. When you're playing Goldeneye and you hold the little middle thing with the analog stick, what hand do you use? My left. Thank you. Like every single person in America. Right? You use with your left thumb. Oh, dude, and you, I, I, you're great. I've seen videos of people holding the controller and it's an abomination. Yeah, I know. Speedrunners hold it funky too. But like, and I get it. But yes, you hold it with your left hand and you use your thumb. And then for the Z button, you use your index finger. Yeah, yep. Right. And then you use the C buttons and A and B with your right hand. Right. Very simple, yep. right? Like Easy. a normal human being. Just like right. Yep. So on the Switch, it's control scheme... I'm actually holding my dual sense just so I can visualize the control scheme. Now the switch has two analog sticks, right? And you would think like a modern shooter, the left stick controls movement, right stick controls vision, right? They're doing that for Metroid prime remaster, by the way, awesome addition. Um, but in the switch version of GoldenEye, the left analog stick does everything motion and, and movement, just like the N64 version and the right stick is the C buttons. So up, down, left, right. So like strafing and stuff like that and aiming. And so like, well, actually aiming is technically once you hit the R button or the L button and the left analog stick, but regardless, like it, it's set up exactly the way it was on the N64 from a literal button layout perspective. So there's that. The people are complaining because they're used to modern shooters. Number one, where again, the right analog stick kind of controls the way you're looking. But here is where I will agree and can see their complaint. The Xbox version redid the controls to make it a modern shooter. Okay. Right, right does look and left does the movement. And that's awesome. So that's why the Xbox version actually is superior, is the control scheme option that that offers. It's a little better. You, okay. It's, it's much, much better. Now, I'm an old-school GoldenEye player who still plays it on 64, so it took me literally no time. You saw how fast I beat it. I sent yeah, you a, a picture of that day. So again, by the way, came out the day I got my vasectomy, so I had plenty of time to play it. Um, the kids were gone that day, so Daddy had some fun with his Nintendo Switch that day. Uh, I, I, I do wish that they brought that option. Right? I wish they brought that option. The two games were developed independently these two ports were not done by nintendo and xbox or by rare and whatever they were done by two outside source studios so 
it's not like they had control over both versions and made a decision. No, they were two independent things. And so that's number one. Number two, um, get over it, dude. Fucking get good, as they say. So on the Switch, you don't shoot with R. And you would think, like in every other game, <clears throat> you shoot with R. No, you shoot with L. Uh, L2, as a matter of fact. You shoot with oh. L2. Backwards. Now, right, you might think that. But what finger, Sam, when you play on your PlayStation, do you hit L2 with? My left. Your left what? My left index. finger. Yeah. Right. Your left index finger, right? So the exact same button you'd use for Z. Am I right? Yeah. And you move and aim with the left stick, just like normal. Yep. And you same would use what? Thumb. Your left yeah. thumb. And so the Z buttons, you would use your right thumb. Right. Oh, the exact same way you would. So it's actually literally laid out from a hand positioning perspective i hate same using exact that layout. yeah i get the it. exact same layout yeah. you shoot with l you move with uh, your thumb on the left stick you strafe with the right stick and you switch weapons actually you switch weapons and reload with a and b it's gorgeous i love that that's actually really really nice uh i mean, really I mean no, no surprise it just sounds like people are just bitching the bitch there, it it's like. it's very backwards for the modern player. So if you didn't grow up with Goldeneye, yep. blah blah yep. blah, you never played N sixty four. Yeah, you might have the inclination to look around with the right stick and shoot with R two or even R one for grenade, whatever. No. So in this game, R one on a dual sense is the aim button. So you're right. actually aiming with R with your right finger and shooting with the left. I got so used to and comfortable with that about an hour. Can you I actually, that? no, there's, it's only set the way the N64 version, okay. whatever control control schemes that had, this has, it's a very faithful port gotcha. in that aspect. And so like, I got so used to that so fast. I actually can't play another shooter. I tried to play another shooter. And I was like, I was hitting L2 to shoot and everything was, yeah, you're it, backwards. It was funny. Um, you, you know, you get reused to it in a minute. But yeah. I got so used to playing Goldeneye that way that I speed. I tried to speed run and I got done the game in like 44 minutes or something like that. Oh, 47. Awesome. The record's like 24 and I'm not a Goldeneye speedrunner, So I was like double the world record. Um, I'm very happy that I beat it in under an hour on these, this crazy N64 switch control scheme. <clears throat> Excuse me. This, the Xbox version I only played once um, because I, I don't want to be in my basement. Uh, I, I right now with my situation switch is just a lot easier for me to play. And so uh, I've been playing the, the switch version It is extremely faithful to the N64 version. It looks almost identical, but it's like got up res textures, some weird stuff and decisions, especially on the damn level. But like, it looks really good. The guns look good. Um, it's like I said, it's so smooth. I, I love that the frame rates, it's only 30 frames per second, but it's very good. 30 frames per second. It's faithful as all hell. Love it. Super fun. Here's my one gripe about the Xbox version. And I don't think they could have done it. Maybe we'll see it one day. You know, that leaked Xbox live arcade 2007 remake that we've talked about before. And you've probably seen footage of. Yeah. Yeah. It looks gorgeous. That's not what the Xbox version is. The Xbox version is the N64 version. Uh, upscaled on the Xbox and it looks the same. And so I, that's it. I, I wish that I wished upon my wish upon my wish that we somehow would have gotten the XBLA 
360 remaster because that game looks so stunningly gorgeous, even in 2023 for a 360 game. And I'll never get to play that on a console. And that's just sad and depressing. But that's a small, small gripe when I'm not paying any money to play these games um, or additional money. It's great. I love it. It holds up. GoldenEye multiplayer. You can play it with friends online on the Switch. You cannot play online at all with the Xbox, but you can play local four player multiplayer. And so, you know, that's a little weird that one has online, one doesn't, you know, this, that, and the other. So, like, I get it. If you don't own both consoles, you're kind of getting one experience or the other. I would think the Switch is better because A, handheld, B, online multiplayer, C, it's pretty much as faithful as you can get and looks and, and, and runs pretty well. There's widescreen option now um, for that. So I like it a lot. It looks really cool on the OLED too. It's just a very, very faithful port. I, I think there's a lot of crybabies on Twitter about it. They've already kind of stopped the the... The discourse around GoldenEye is kind of done already. It's kind of run its course with, I think, is scary for the future of the of the game. But it's the only re-release this game has ever gotten in 20 freaking years. And so for that, I say, actually 25. So for that, I say, man, it's great to have 007 GoldenEye back at my fingertips whenever I want to play it. And if there's a reason to get a Switch or to get Game Pass, I'm not kidding. The NSO, especially now with Game Boy and Game Boy Advance added, is it. 50 bucks a month and you get N64, NES, Genesis, Super NES, Game Boy, Game Boy Advance. At your fingertips, don't have to spend another cent outside of $50 a year. That's not a heavy lift. And so that's an awesome thing. Super excited. If you have never played GoldenEye, make your decision. Do you want the modern controls on Xbox or the authentic feel on the Switch? Uh, and make your choice there. I love the Switch version a little bit more because it's a little bit more faithful to the the way I grew up playing it. It looks like Uncharted is coming back. Yeah, this is not like a leak or like a random YouTuber like Dom the Bomb. I, I would say even though you know, there's already been like Neil Druckmann saying, hey, we've kind of walked the past of Uncharted. and we're Yeah, because Naughty Dog's not developing it. That doesn't mean Uncharted's dead. It just means Naughty Dog's not working on it. And I believe Naughty Dog's not working on it. Um, But PlayStation came out and they literally showed us two, two, not one, just two uh, teasers for this new unannounced game. And for context, they came out last week with an ad. It's a minute long and it shows live for PS5 and it shows all these games, Ratchet and Clank, Last of Us, whatever, God of War, uh, not Tomb Raider, Horizon, all this shit. And then all of a sudden, Ratchet and Clank, I think I already said, and all of a sudden there's a, there's a, a two second image of a girl uh, in like a cave with a torch walking towards treasure. And then there's another shot. I think she's grabbing at something or something like that. And like, hey, spoilers for the Uncharted games that came out a decade plus ago. Uh, if you played the last Uncharted game, it ends with an epilogue basically of Cassie Drake, Drake's da- Nathan Drake's daughter. Um, who we all thought if the series continued, it would be with her. And uh, I mean, what else is it, dude? It ain't nothing else. This is Cassie Drake. They just showed us two glimpses at the unannounced Uncharted 5. I don't know if it's Uncharted 5 or just Uncharted or just like a reboot or maybe a Lost Legacy smaller title. But I would guess Bend Studio, the team behind um, Days Gone, is working on this. We don't know what they're working on. And they were the team that developed the uncharted PSP game 
um, or Vita game. I can't remember what which one. Vita. Yeah, gold, gold treasure. Thank you. They're the ones who developed that. You have that, by the way. I do. Sealed. Yeah. So you have the only Naughty Dog, the only non-Naughty Dog developed Uncharted game. By the way, so a little little tidbit. People think Naughty Dog made that. They didn't. Um, so you own a piece of history for Uncharted. I think Bend is the team behind this. I think we're going to find it out this year because they would not tease it so blatantly without having shown us and giving us more context semi soon. And also they did not do a showcase last year outside of a couple state of plays. What are your thoughts on this literal official uncharted leak? Dude, you know me, I've been dying to dive back in the series. Um, like just like watching the, the last of his TV show. I want to play the games. Even when I watched the, the uncharted movie, I wanted to play the games. The games were fun and to get a fourth one or to get a fifth one, I I would I wouldn't mind if it was like, you know, half Drake, half his daughter. I think that would be fun. But you know, if I get anything in that world, I'm I'm happy. I I think there needs to be a a point in the game where he like hands it off to her. Yeah. I don't yeah. think it can just be. It starts with Cassie, and there you go. Um, there's got to be a point where maybe it's very last of us two ish where you start yep, off as exactly one. what I was thinking. Yep. So, so that's what I'm thinking. Maybe not, a, maybe, maybe yeah, not with the PGA tour, <laughs> the PGA tour involved, but like uh, I, there has to be some way to hand it off. Not just the epilogue to four, which was fun. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but I'd like to see Nathan a little bit there. Maybe he's her guiding letter, helping hander. He calls her, she calls him for advice, something to keep Nathan and uh, Elaine, Elena, Alana, Gosh, I can't remember the wife's his wife's name. It's been a while. Um, but anyway, her in the game as well. So looking forward to whatever they announce. I think it will be this year. Cannot wait for the new Uncharted. Nintendo and Xbox are reportedly skipping E3. Oh, it's about time. Yeah, they, don't <clears throat> it. they don't need it. Period. Yeah, Xbox technically like never did a show at E3. Technically never did. Um, while they did it at E3 time, they did it at the Microsoft theater. They didn't do it at E3. They did it at their own place. They just happened to do it the Sunday the show started and did their own thing. Nintendo, however, you know, they, they did the whole stage presence and E3 direct they called it an E3 spotlight and they did their own floor thing. And I think them skipping it. Now there hasn't been an in-person E3 since 2019. The only E3 we had since COVID was 2021 and it was virtual 20 and 2020 and 2022 both canceled. And so 2023 is going to be a hybrid event, I believe with a lot of it being in person back in LA from June 13th to the 16th. The only thing that gives me pause here for both Xbox and Nintendo are, do they do their June showcases? Xbox did theirs last year without an E3. They did it right at the same time. They normally would have the Sunday before E3 would have started. Nintendo skipped their June direct totally. They did a partner showcase on June 29th, um, which is pretty good, but it's not a direct. It's a partner showcase. They did two directs last year. They did remain directs. They did February and September. I have a worry that since we're at the end of the switches life cycle and they're skipping E3, does that mean they're skipping the June direct as well? Are we not going to get another direct until September? That's one worry. Um, today's direct Gives me a little bit of hope that there will be because they didn't go too far into the stuff we're going to get towards the second half of the year. But at the same time, Zelda's coming out in May, so they don't really need too much else. 
uh, right so now they, they can wait till September. Yeah, they, that game's just going to sell gangbusters. I mean, we're talking 20-plus million copies. By the way, in six weeks, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet sold 21 million copies. Uh, that's insanity. It's already like the fourth highest selling Pokemon game of all time. It's just Pokemon wild. It has Pokemon a chance. Fever. It has a chance to pass red and blue. 10 million more, and they're past red and blue. Like, what are we doing? That's insanity. So... uh I just, I have these worries about, are they going to do their big showcases? Xbox is 100% doing a June showcase. They might do it earlier. I don't know, but we're getting the showcase. Nintendo, I'm still up in the air. I'm leaning 60-40 that they will because of today's direct, but I was proven wrong last year. Um, but yeah, E3's dying a slow death, and uh, I guess sayonara, man. We, we really don't it's need the you. final nail in the coffin. Yeah, we don't need it. And the last story we have in gaming, the PS Plus collection on PS5 is going away on May 9th. That's heartbreaking, man. It's heartbreaking. This was, to me, the best feature about the PlayStation 5 uh, to, for the early adopter was when you bought a PS5, you literally get, what, 20 free games? Yep. Um, yep. God of War, Last of Us Remastered, Uncharted Drake's Fortune, Ratchet and Clank, all these amazing games, Dark or Bloodborne, um, I can't remember all of them. A lot of these PlayStation 4 hit titles, mostly all the heavy hitters outside of like Horizon, but then they gave that game away for free anyway for a month. So, like, it really gave you everything. You're only missing you Ghost, wanted. and you had not been all set. Yeah, right. And they didn't do Ghost. So, good call out there. But, like, tons of great titles. And you could literally just download them. They're yours forever. Um, I think it, as long as you have PS Plus, I think if yeah. you get rid of PS Plus, yeah. they, they would not be playable. Uh, but like you don't have to buy them. And now that feature is going away. So anybody who buys a PlayStation 5 after May 9th will no longer have access to these amazing PS4 titles. I've said before, let's move all away from PS4. Uh, let's, but I meant for like development of new games. Like Let's keep the classics, right? So if you have a PS5 now, and A, you don't know about this service... Um, or B, you just haven't taken advantage of it yet. You got three months. You got three months exactly from the time you're hearing this, most likely, to get off your ass and download every single one of them. You don't ever have to add them to your... I'm sorry. I think you only have to add them to your library. You don't have to download them. You can download them when you want. Just add them to your library. Go through every one of them. Just hit add the library, add the library, add the library. You'll get a million emails with PlayStation receipts, whatever. They're all free. Just add them to your library, download them when you want to play them. I think Arkham Knight's on there, whatever. Um, a lot of good shit. Persona 5 is on there. Final Fantasy 15, I think, is on there. Uh, just go do it to all of them. That way, when this service goes away, you still have them because they're not taking you, them with them. If you have it, you have it. So please, just literally go on your PS5, make sure you're connected, make sure you have PS Plus, go down to the PS Plus section, Scroll down to PS Plus Collection, I believe it's called. Click on it and just start downloading. And then yep. you can have all these cool games for no additional charge. Last story we have in music, Panic at the Disco. We said earlier, we got, we're going to talk about them. It'll be brief. Um, but they're one of the most iconic bands of our lifetime. Love them or not. Emo or not. Just in general. Uh, they're one of my favorites of all time. And now they're no more. Panic at the Disco is broken up. They had a solid run. 20, 20, 20 years, 20. I think they came out with a fever. You can't sweat out. And I think Oh four Oh five. So just yeah. under 20 years. And it was because he's having a child, right? 
That's right. He wants to, and that's cool for Brendan Urie, man. Shout out to him. He's leaving the most, just success beyond success beyond success because he wants to focus on his family and be a dad. And I think that's super cool. He's made his millions. He's done his tours. He's played at the biggest venues. Nothing like being a father in this entire world. So he's doing doing their final tour and that's it. Yeah. My, I mean, here's the deal. They're coming back eventually. So like, let's not get broken up about it. Everybody on the 25 year, the 30 year say anything is coming back for a couple tours. Fricking motion city's broken up 11 times. Um, the early November had a hiatus for years. Fallout boys broken up multiple times. Cartel, Bands break they, up, dude. Yeah. yeah, right, right. They break up and then they'll be back in five or 10 years and we'll all go see them. And Besides it'll be great. Ellison. Blink 182. Technically, um, Ellison, one of the three bands I'd, I'd go pay to see right now. Uh, fallout boy tickets are crazy. Coheed skipping Philly and, and Ellison. And they're just not a band anymore. Um, so I, uh, I, I pour some out for panic. I think their last record was very underwhelming, but still so many of their records and so many of their songs are so incredible. Shout out to Brendan Urie for wanting to focus on being a dad yep. um, and, and pour some out for a great run panic. Love it. Love to see it. Uh, anything else you want to talk about at all this uh, tonight before we, before we get going? Um, I'm just ready for Friday and then birds on Sunday. Yeah, the next time we talk to you guys, the birds will be Super Bowl champions. I would expect, in terms of like release schedule, I would expect an episode the night of February 27th or the morning of the 28th um, for February. I would expect two episodes this month. I'll be doing a Pokemon Presents Pokemon Day bonus. It'll probably be just me. I mean, Sam, you're more than welcome to. You don't have to. Uh, but I'm definitely going to be doing one because I fully expect DLC. I hope I get these red and blue for NSO. I'm hoping for like Detective Pikachu too, something like that. Uh, and then we'll be back in March. Who knows when in March? We'll kind of wait and see. Maybe we'll get a state of play. Maybe Never PlayStation's got to do something soon, right? Um, but like I would guess if I was a betting man, it would be the end of March. Uh, Yellow Jackets premiere talk about that the final episode of last of us talk about that hell we might just do a bonus in the middle of the month when last of us is done and just talk about the season of the last of us because it's that good and it means that much and who knows if we want to wait that long to talk about it again so um there there could be three episodes in the next month and a half who knows but that's what we're kind of thinking end of february for a bonus potentially one uh in mid to late Marchish for the end of the last of us. And then definitely one at the end of March because resident evil four remake and yellow jackets premiere. Um, definitely want to talk about those. And we have some people that want to join us. Um, Mike Cassini definitely wants to come on again and talk yellow jackets, talk for all mankind, talk the last of us. Oh yeah. So we're trying to coordinate some stuff there and definitely excited, but you should hear a lot of us over the next month and a half. Um, definitely excited. Thank you all for joining us as usual. Um, I'm about to go edit this on a new computer that I've never done it on. Let's hope it works because it's a new version of audacity I've never seen before. So let's hope I get through that quickly because it's 10, 10 and I'm ready for bed. Sam, thanks so much for hanging. Um, close us out. Who the fuck is ready? <laughs> we'll see you next time. everybody. <laughs>